Welcome to another episode of the Bottom Up Revolution podcast from Strong Towns. This is a special Strongest Town contest episode featuring a competitor in the final four round of our competition. So it's my pleasure to welcome representatives from Bismarck, North Dakota, Daniel Naren and Dawn Kopp. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank so you, Rachel. Much. Let's start by just having you both briefly introduce yourselves and um, you know, tell us your role in uh, your community and also maybe how long you have lived in Bismarck or how you came to be um, living in Bismarck as well. Don, let's start with you. So I'm originally from Mandan, which is across the river to the west of Bismarck. And I left for a while to go to college. And then I went out east for a stint as a nanny. And then I returned. So I've been back for about, it's been a long time now, 17 years, which doesn't seem like it's anywhere close to that. I am the CEO of the Downtowners Association in Bismarck. And obviously we focus on and advocate for downtown Bismarck. I'm also on the exec board of our downtown Bismarck Community Foundation and the exec board for the North Dakota Coalition, Downtown Coalition. I have been with the downtowners for almost 14 years now in this role as as CEO. So it's been a really exciting time. Um, Definitely have seen a lot of changes over those years. Wow, you are busy. Daniel, tell us a little bit about you and um, your your story in Bismarck. Sure, thank you. I've been with the city of Bismarck for six years now. Well, well pretty close to six years now, and I've lived in Bismarck for eight, about eight years. Um, I'm not originally from here. I, I moved from the East Coast. I grew up there, and uh, my wife is from the North Dakota area, so came there, and at the, the time, the economy was roaring. We you know, had family here, so it seemed like a good place to move to. I, you know, and as planners here, we work in a range of places and issues. I, I do focus on downtown, among other things, and so I work very closely with Don and the, the business community there and um, in our downtown planning as well as the rest of the city. So let's start by talking about how your community has adapted during the last very challenging year, yeah. um, particularly how have you adapted to the, the economic challenges and overall you know, community challenges brought about by the pandemic? Don, do you want to start on that one? Sure. So through the Downtowners Association, we've been involved with a lot of community-wide teams, if you will. I was part of a business committee that helped get information out for all of the information for CARES Act and PPP, idle loans, all these N acronyms, right? But so that was one of the the ways we were involved with the community. And just to mention, Bismarck Mandan is often considered uh, one community. So even though we're separated by a river, uh, both communities work together and but still have their own identities. So this was a, a larger effort between the two communities. Um, as far as our association, uh, we tried to stay really connected to the city of Bismarck uh, and all of the efforts they were making through Bismarck really public health and everything they were doing with the CARES Act dollars that they were receiving. Um, and then we also just tried to disseminate all that information to our members as well, how they could apply, how they could receive help through all of the last year of, of trying 
days, weeks, months. I mean, it's, it's all flows together. It was the longest and shortest year of my life. So um, that was kind of trying to do things from real boots on the ground level to working with the city and also our state commerce department as well. Daniel, anything to add about how Bismarck has has adapted to the challenges of the last year? Sure. I mean, I guess I'll say on the public sector side, probably the most important challenge was ensuring that people still had access to their government, even if they couldn't physically be here for a little while. And um, I'd say for about a month, we really did hit the pause button and really didn't, I mean, it took us a little time to figure out, but not too long, um, how to adjust to the new reality. And, and we moved everything online. Um, even today, all of my meetings are all taking place on Zoom or Teams or different platforms. Um, so we really had to think of ways to make sure that anyone from the public could still join if they wanted to. We did actually have a physical space for all the meetings in case people needed that too. Um, but really, most for the most part, our services got up and running after a month or so, and um, we just had to find safe ways to do it. So as your town has been on the, the road to being a financially resilient place, what steps have, you know, the government, the city as a whole, um, your, your association, what steps have you taken that you're most proud of in terms of helping build up a, a financially stable future for Bismarck? Uh, Don, let's start with you. What's something that you're most proud of in, in the community? I think for me, it's kind of a tie between working with the city on their infill and redevelopment plan and also finally being able to say that we have housing or market rate housing or attainable housing coming into downtown. So uh, we've worked obviously, and maybe Daniel will touch on this too, but we've worked really closely with the city of Bismarck in updating the infill and develop, redevelopment plan. It's gone pretty well so far with some of the things that we've seen come up in the infill world. And as far as the other item with housing downtown, um, that's something that we have literally been working toward for the entire time I've worked for the downtowners. Um, and especially it really started to ramp up in the last decade because we saw downtown starting to redevelop more quickly and getting calls weekly, um, multiple calls about people wanting to live downtown. And so just trying to find the right developers, the, the right time, the right space for housing downtown has taken all this time. And now we see uh, coming down the pipe, coming to fruition the spring and summer into next summer and fall, uh, about not quite or a little over 200 housing units coming online between again the summer and next fall. So that's super exciting. These will be, like I said, market rate or attainable housing. So they, they won't be any kind of programmed housing like we've seen in the past where some of our historic buildings needed to find a, a way to keep the building functioning, um, save it from demolition, that type of thing. And so programmed housing was put to place 40 years ago or what have you. So now we finally have real a real abundance or soon to be an abundance of market rate housing coming into downtown. And that's extremely exciting for us. And Daniel, what about you? What's something that you're proud of that Bismarck has been doing to 
insurance financial resilience. Yeah, thanks. Actually, a lot of the same things Don just mentioned. So I'll just kind of piggyback off of that. So we did uh, draft an infill and redevelopment plan about five years ago now. And we've always grown very quickly as a community. Bismarck has had growth for decades and it's a good problem to have. Um, and most of our plans previously we were thinking about outward growth and how how to manage that. Um, but we didn't really have a very good grasp on how doing encourage and also ensure that it's, it improves neighborhoods um, for infill development. So about five years ago, we gathered a bunch of people who were looking at developing inside of the city limits, um, asked them what their constraints were, uh, what opportunities are there. And we, we came up with a plan and we've really just been plugging away at meeting some of the goals of that plan. We uh, last year changed parking pretty considerably, which is probably the biggest constraint that was brought to our attention at that plan. And so we we eliminated parking minimums to the downtown entirely, and we um, made some adjustments to the other ones. And probably most importantly, we empowered staff to uh, look at case-by-case example, you know, situations um, to adjust parking as as maybe needed to make it a little bit more fine-grained and, and attuned to the situation. So, so yeah, that's been going pretty well, um, and a few other changes are are happening too. So we're, we're excited to see and it. And fruit is, is, is happening, as Don mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of new projects are being proposed or built in the downtown uh, housing, which we've been uh, really trying to make happen for many, many years. Turning in a little bit of a different direction, what are the areas that you um, really hope to see your community improve and grow and um, change in, in the coming months and years? What are your hopes for, for improving in the future? So one thing that was in the info plan and, and is still in process, and actually this was to some degree inspired by Strong Towns. We, um, we went to a uh, summit that was held in Tulsa, Oklahoma a few years ago and talked to a few other people who were doing something like this. And it's creating a, a model that uh, can evaluate the fiscal impacts of specific development proposals. And there were some folks in Texas doing that and some other communities, and we learned from them and we uh, started to draft their own model, um, and then that ended up being picked up by the State Department of Commerce. And so, in the last year, they they really took the ball and ran with it, and found some really dug into the assumptions for costs, which are really probably the hardest part of that of that model, and got some good numbers for that. And it's been released now on on their website for any cities. You know, it's, it's intended for North Dakota, but um, it probably could be used broadly. But for any cities to use, we're really excited to kind of dig into that. We've always had an all of the above approach to growth in Bismarck, and I, I, I certainly all development is is, is welcome, but it's, it's an important part um, component to look at what those costs may be to the community and, and to get some some real numbers um, behind those, even if they are estimates. And so that's something we're we're working on. Uh, Don, anything to add about your your hopes for how the community of Bismarck might improve in the future? Yes, definitely. And so Daniel had touched on one of the things that I would have mentioned as well, but um, maybe taking kind of a softer side and seeing some of the things, the amenities that people are looking for when they want to move or remain in a city, whether it is cultural activities or uh, feeling really welcomed in the community or some of the fun amenities, if you will. So one of the exciting things that just happened this week, uh, the city commission was presented with the opportunity to receive or welcome bird scooters to the community. And so bird came to the city of Bismarck looking to establish a flock 
Oh, scooters. And so this is something that will take place this summer. You know, something like that shows growth in a certain way in a community, but it's also, I think it's been pretty well received by the comments that we've had so far and how excited people are just to kind of test them out and try them out. There's always the naysayers, but we're just going to kind of plug their ears because we need to try it, right? Um, and some of these other things that we're working on, working more closely with our higher education, with the colleges in town and the university as well, and trying to plug them into the community more. So uh, we obviously like to see them plugging into the downtown, but we are, with that, they also plug into the community as a whole and hopefully the students would be able to utilize the community in different ways. And so again, this is uh, something that we've been talking about for many, many years and having the new housing coming online and also the University of Mary, which is um, the university in town here, they have recently purchased a property in downtown Bismarck. And so getting the students to really utilize the community, stay in the community, keeping the brilliant minds, the good, the exciting ideas here, and hopefully, you know, seeing people come into the community as well, because we do have so many things to offer between the more city side, if you will, where the city is looking at how Bismarck grows and develops in a smart way, um, and also how other organizations can make their their life here, their connections here really well-rounded. Um, so those are a lot of things that we are excited to see and be seeing and strive to help continue. So this next question comes from a Strong Towns member that wrote a commentary in the last round of the contest, Jacob, who he brought up something that you mentioned in your application, which is the brain drain that a lot of smaller rural towns um, experience. I'm wondering if you could talk about what you're doing, what you've done to really work to attract and and keep young people, young leaders who are going to be part of the future of Bismarck. Don, do you want to speak to that one? Sure. And so um, some of the things that I'll talk about kind of were put on hold during the pandemic just because of in-person meetings and that type of thing. But Jacob is right. We're seeing a real out-migration for decades in North Dakota. I recognize this myself when I returned in the early 2000s. Things were maybe changing a little bit, maybe a generational shift or something like that. But as the Downtowners Association, we are really focused on keeping the brain drain from resurging because we've seen some good progress. And so along with our association, I had mentioned that I'm also on the executive committee of our Downtown Bismarck Community Foundation. And we have multiple teams that work together to organize different uh, events and ideas and do market studies. And there's a a slew of different aspects to the foundation and partners and that type of thing. So one of our teams is called Bismarck Beacon. 
and um, Bismarck Beacon helps people make connections. So whether you are a younger person that's starting your career here, maybe you've moved here recently, or you've been here a while and just haven't really found your your uh, niche or your people, if you will, Bismarck Beacon, we're helping to try to make those those connections. Because if people feel that they have kind of a chosen family or a strong network here or in any community, oftentimes it really helps to keep them here or in another community. We would hold Bismarck Beacon plugged in events at our local theater uh, and we'd hosted a number of different groups who would speak about different activities. So whether it was how to volunteer, how to get involved, how to experience recreation or kids events, um, we had many different speakers each time. And so then we had um, time for uh, mingling before and after and hoping to make those connections. And we would work with uh, a lot of different businesses to send their newbie employees or new to Bismarck kind of staff to these events. So that's been put on hold a little bit, but we hope to restart that. Another thing, and I kind of touched on this earlier, was to get the university and college students more connected to the city. So our colleges and university um, are kind of like on the outer edges of town and the university is actually four miles away from the city center. So we want to make the students feel welcome, show them all the good things and the fun things that Bismarck has to offer, show them that they can have a creative, exciting experience in, in Bismarck so that they again want to stay here for the long term. Daniel, I don't know if you have anything to add, no pressure on that one, but. I, maybe I'll just briefly add to that. Cause yeah, I think Don hit really most of it right there. Um, the, the one thing that's a little interesting about our situation in Bismarck is that as a mid-sized city, we sort of get it in both directions because we, we have a lot of in-migration from some of the more rural areas into Bismarck. And yes, there is also some out-migration out of the state. So it's sort of a pull, push and pull for us, but um, and one pattern that we often see and have for years is the um, people leaving at college and then coming back uh, when they have families. And so um, there's kind of called boomerangs is sort of the term that sometimes are applied there. So, yeah, but there is that demographic. And, and Don touched on some of the strategies for, for reaching out to, to have a, a little bit more of a robust age spectrum in our community. And um, so, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, thank you. So we're nearing the end, but in, in the spirit of friendly competition here and lifting up all the great communities that are in this contest, I wonder if either of you have a comment or have had the chance to look over the entry for Lockport, Illinois, which is your, your competitor in this round. I don't know if either, either of you have been there, but just wanted to throw that out. Any thoughts on, on Lockport? I have not been to Lockport <laughs> I briefly read the description for it. Um, I haven't delved too deeply into it, but it it looks like a fantastic community. Um, I would say that it's also a fantastic community. We definitely have some hidden gems in Bismarck that are exciting to uncover. And also I'd like to say that Bismarck has some really excellent people in its community, Daniel included. I'm so glad that Daniel took 
all the track across the country and found his way here. Even though his wife has family here, I'm really glad that they're here. But yeah, we have really some exciting individuals in Bismarck that are just second to none. So with that and some of the amenities that are uh, available in Bismarck, I think that we have a really strong case to vote for Bismarck. Yeah, awesome. Last thing I wanted to ask about, just I found this so interesting in your application, um, seeing those pictures of Art Alley, uh, that seems like such a fun, unique space. Um, and also the, I'm just looking at the photos now, the um, like street bump outs that you did with the paint, like a lot of fun art going on in Bismarck, which I, I wouldn't have known about had I had I not been um, plugged into this contest. But like, how did, how did those come about and what kind of impact do those spaces have? on your community? They have a tremendous impact. In fact, Art Alley um, probably has become within just a few years of its existence, of probably a landmark for our whole community. The, uh, often when you go by, you see people taking their photos or you know, in front of the Art, Art Alley. Um, it was really just a brainchild of a, a class project, um, a group project that got together and said, hey, what can we do to make this a better place? And they found the artists, they work with a local art, art collaborative um, to create that. And I, I know they work with Don and her team as well. And the city owned um, parking structure that it's up against on one side and um, had an art contest. And it was really well thought out and it's been maintained. And, and there's actually a project right now that um, we're involved in to get some better lighting um, to make it more of a year round. Obviously in North Dakota, we have uh, colder winters and it's no secret um, and it's a little darker and so we wanted to activate that space um, for as long as possible. Yeah Don did you have a, uh, anything yeah, to add I, on that? Just to, to add a couple little things about that um, Art Alley is the number one Instagrammed location in Bismarck. <laughs> so ah cool. Mm -hmm. Pictures are so popular in there as well um, but Daniel spot on it's it was a fantastic program project, very grassroots project. Uh, for a long time, people have been discussing how to bring public art into Bismarck. And this team made it happen. It was not an easy endeavor at all, but they were a really gifted group of individuals. Daniel said the city parking ramp is on one side and there are probably about half a dozen other private or businesses on the other side of the alley that had to agree as well. So really exciting project, a fantastic addition to Bismarck and downtown Bismarck. And it's also like many guinea pigs, if you will, has spurred a lot of other, or other public art throughout the community too. Um, yeah, and then the bump outs were a pilot project, temporary pilot project that was trying to measure safety and how could potentially be utilized in downtown as well. So that was, it was a fun collaboration. Um, and, and so it was temporary, but it might see light again. Well, Don Kopp and Daniel Naren, thank you for joining me uh, for this conversation. For our listeners, you can learn more about the contest and vote in this matchup by visiting strongtowns.org slash strongest town. And thank you both so much and, and good luck to Bismarck in this contest. It's been wonderful to get to know your community and get to chat with you for a bit here today. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Take care.
Thank you.